Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don't do anything. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't want to. Now he'll burp. It'll be bad. We want to. Sorry. I, sorry. It's, we can do it. Trauma. If you can, it'd be great. It's, but don't go. <laughs> Just, Just go, go run, fucking run. get I'm, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez, what run, a diva. Run, run. I'm, I'm run. sorry about that. Oh, God. He's the worst guest ever. Well, no, you missed <laughs> the part where I had to come in early and pull all the green M&Ms out of his bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exhausting work. So. But keeps the fingers uh, nimble. I kept, you know, I could have been a contender, Joe. Here I am pulling out Lloyd Coffin's green bum. M&Ms. Just, Just a, a bum. bum, which is what I am. You'd be... Uh, <laughs> You you uh, you prefer the peanut M and M's, I'm afraid. The They're caramel M and M's. Yeah, they've got the pretzel M and M. They really uh, they and Coca Cola. They, they've up their up their game. Yeah, Coke too. While we're, while we're waiting for Donnie. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have. Been, I apologize. Oh, uh, oh no, we'd be, we'd be recording now if we weren't waiting. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, yeah. We're recording. Yeah. Well, we are recording. You oh, want to recording? Say of course turn, we're recording. He turned it on and left. Have you listened to the show? This is <laughs> well, I know. Usually he's in the room. <laughs> this is this is well. It's not. It's digital. You don't have to. It's not like when uh, in little, your heyday show he where a, little a guy has to crank it by to, hand. Doesn't he have to see the little dials, you know, moving in? <laughs> um, no, right. he just left the room and then he comes back and listens to what we're. Oh. Um, okay. This is a, what was the uh, the documentary where the guy goes to the bathroom with his mic still on? What was? Uh, yeah, the real um, estate. The real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it. I killed them all. That yeah. was. Well, uh, what's his name? Uh, Durst. Yeah. But did you do not? You know the. I, I, was, I was out of the country. It was a. It was an HBO doc. I'm going to blow all of this about. The, I want to say Fred Durst, but I think that's the lead singer of Limp Bizkit. But the, the guy, this you know, he's this multi-millionaire who'd murdered a bunch of people over the years, and they were trying to sort of. What multi-millionaire they, hasn't? Yeah, and it was like a six-part series. <laughs> but but there, he would do on-camera interviews, and he was this charming sociopath. At one point, he goes into the bathroom while they're while they're making the film, and he left his microphone on, and he's just mumbling. He's like, "Yeah, I did it. I killed all of them." <laughs> What? <laughs> How he did mumbled, you? You really were out of the country. That in his yes, stall? he mumbled that into the. Yeah, yeah. And how was the? What was the result? Well, it wasn't. They had pretty much the case had been made against the guy already. It, it he, did not help. Is he in jail? Uh, I believe he's in jail now. So just be careful. We've only. I mean, we've had well, a couple the, of guests accidentally confess to murder. The thing about him was, <laughs> well, my wife is pretty violent, <laughs> very violent, uh, debutante, uh, violent debutante. That's not a bad. Uh, we might as well. Yeah, we're going to turn your mic on, Pat, because you're, you're um, or not. Okay. Well, I didn't come intending. I was just coming to listen. No, but you're entertaining yourself. You've actually. She's better. Yeah, he's very just good. sitting she's there. Much you're, better. you're great. Yeah. yeah no, she said anything. What <laughs> kind of guest is this? I, well, we're paying him, too. So it's, uh, you know, pay him by the word, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what? But they're pretty good. Oh. The New York State Film Commissioner and uh, debutante and head of uh, president of the Junior League and uh, uh, producing a movie called Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. Uh, pretty good. Not for, for Trump. Considering. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, she thinks who, it's. Who else would make you, that? <laughs> you think it's going to actually appeal to more than six people this time. You're kind of confident, right? That's wonderful. Yeah, she's, uh, she's very excited. 
So should should we or should we? Well, uh, unless you're traumatized. Oh, oh no, no. Um, I love when we have guests who don't need introductions. Really? Yeah. Do we have one? Happy. No, because <laughs> here's here's the thing. Look, I, I I don't know if you've. Uh, had a lot of opportunity to listen to our show. But of course the, I have. The, oh, <laughs> I dare you even spend <laughs> so much time on Josh. his hand. The, the great shtick is that that <laughs> we give all the work to our guests, so we don't actually have to do anything. So you, um, you, once you in a while. I have a challenge today, but Once in a while, I have to go on Wikipedia and look someone up so I can introduce them properly. But the I'm great your, thing is we, we've got... your laziest Oh, no. Um, we've got the great uh, Lloyd Kaufman here. Whoa. Unbelievable. This is the Movies That Made Me, with your hosts, Josh Olson and Joe Dante. Um, uh, and you're with, uh, you, you, uh, you make movies, Lloyd. Not only that, but I brought with you the retired New York State Film Commissioner. And, and is, uh, yes, as I said, I think before we started recording, I'm not sure what big that fan does of me Josh now. Olson, and she's a big uh, fan of Mr. Uh, Joe Dante. Uh, and uh, I have a feeling there's a little fandom going on here, and that may be why you, instead uh, of the spa, you came here. Is that not correct, Commissioner? Uh, okay. She, Weirdly, not fans of, of uh, the various films we've been involved with, just she, fans of just us. No, she's it's just in our personality. All of you both. Yes. Um, and, uh, but the, Lloyd, I thank you for your in town. He wanted for... to give Josh Olsen the script to read. Hey! I believe. No, he won't read it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about uh, Cleopatra on the way over. The uh, Michael, oh, be Michaelowitz uh, movie. Uh, well, she's reading Cleopatra, this amazing book. Yes, oh, about uh, the making and, of the. And we were talking about the movie itself. No, it's about the actual. Oh, it's about Cleopatra. actual Cleopatra. Yes. Cleopatra. Some things uh, are not about movies. <laughs> I, I don't understand the words that you yeah, are saying, Josh Olsen. <laughs> Uh, so we're here with Lloyd Coffin and his lovely wife. Uh, oh, wow. The card says the commish in bold letters and then in parens, retired, retired. Uh, Pat Swinney Coffin. 20 years as a, 20 years is pretty good. Can and I read she, your phone number? She actually knew something about making movies. Whereas uh, a lot of the commissioners are political That's appointees true. and know right. nothing. There is a diversity. We're working. We're, we're pushing the boundaries. So uh, yes. get, getting back to Lloyd. <laughs> are we recording? Oh, Okay. Our guest is Lloyd Kaufman, as I said before we cut for <laughs> no discernible reason. Um, you're in town for, uh, you're here in L.A. Yes, in the San Diego Comic-Con. Troma Entertainment uh, is very big there, and uh, our movies are kind of comic book. Uh, yes. So how, how was that? You're it was now great. Actually, Good. it was very, they were really nice to us. Uh, oh, they're very, always nice to you. Uh, well, they've been, they, you know, as you may know, <laughs> Comic-Con is almost bigger than Cannes Film Festival now. Yes. And, 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 uh, it is, it's a zoo. We, we were getting lost there for a while, but I think they, uh, they, they, they have sentimentality and they gave us a really good booth and uh, good. we had a great, um, what do you call it? What are those? Panel. We had a panel with the deal with the, Dolph Ziegler and angry video game nerd and uh, and the guy who played Shakespeare and hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm and Kansas bowling and the commissioner, of course. And uh, Did you move some merchandise? Uh, we did. Yeah, the moich. Uh, we had some uh, some exclusive moich that uh, Ms. Uh, Michael Hers, uh, Maris Hers, uh, made uh, hats, uh, Toxic Avenger hats. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and one of our fans created a wrestling uh, Toxie Club 
Toxic Club wrestling shirt with Toxie's uh, face on it that did very well. And the skateboards, you were quite surprised uh, the skateboards yeah. doing well. Yeah, unfortunately, they're made in China, so anyone who uses them will immediately break a limb. And these are, oh, these don't are, use the trauma these, skateboards. These are, of course, Whoever's uh, available to on this. Yeah, now that you bought trauma it. Trauma website, right? Trauma direct, trauma direct com. Awesome. I think uh, you and Elizabeth, uh, uh, you like to shop there, do yeah, you not? Well, uh, when you I have all my mugs there. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> they have the Joe Dante uh, body shirt, too. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Please, Just, Josh. No, fantastic. Oh, my God. Um, so, so Lloyd, as you know, we like to talk to people about not their work, but, uh, the work, the work that inspired them. That's uh, nothing unusual uh, for me. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about Troma's movie. Um, you've come in prepared to talk about, uh, the, the movies that sort of, uh, yep. picked you up along the way, made you want to do this, um, uh, from your youth, from your, his youth, his youth. From the Utes, my brother actually was in Vista and lived with the Ute Indians in um, in the Utah, <laughs> oh, and uh, was uh, removed for. Uh, he, had, he was sent to Appalachia. They kicked him out because he was uh, too nice to the to our Native American citizens. Uh, he was actually making friends and having a good time. So where, so they, where did they you, sent where did him you, to Appalachia? Where did you see these movies? <laughs> well, the first time I, the time that I decided to give what I have to the movie going public and to Josh Olson and Joe Dante uh, was during a performance of Ernst Lupich's To Be or Not To Be at the Yale Film Society. Wow. I was trolling the audience. Uh, you know, Yale was only man in those days. And unsuccessfully, and, and this movie comes on, there were about two people in the uh, auditorium, and I, uh, I fell in love with it. It was so crazy, but so powerful. Uh, I, I was not planning to be a movie maker. Uh, I, was, I went to Yale to be a teacher or a social worker, do oh. something decent, you know, help the world, make it a better place. But I saw the, uh, I started drifting into my roommate's uh, film society movies. And uh, there's John Ford, there's Howard Hawks. So, so Lubitsch. Lubitsch was the one where the I decided. Avenger. Yes, there's a straight line. From well, the <laughs> thing is, it's it, the to be or not to be is really a perfect movie. I'm sure, sure. you will agree. And yet it's it's insane. It's a crazy movie. Wow, it's a brilliant uh, movie. And it's a very uh, angry movie. Yeah, it, exactly. It's a wild movie. Uh, so if you want to blame somebody for trauma, uh, go to <laughs> go to uh, Jack Penny, uh, uh, Carol Lombard, and uh, uh, Robert Sachs' grave and... Do what uh, they did in the in the uh, documentary about the poor Pakistani uh, family, where they urinate on the door, or the British urinate on them. <laughs> urinate on It's all their but, fault. Oh, but, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not a documentary. No, 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 no. It's, it's a, a feature oh, film. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's a, a made-up film. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, it's okay. based on the life of based on uh, the, the writer. So the urination the is yeah. genuine urination. Hopefully. Yes, uh, it really happened, right? Yeah, definitely happened. Well, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed because I was hoping that cross screen you would start with something that wouldn't be such an obvious. Connection Good movie. To, yes. Well, uh, I mean, of course, many of people, course, you know, you go from Lubitsch to Toxic Avenger. That makes perfect sense. Well, so, yeah. My, uh, no. I, so I, what? What was it? Blood sucking really... freaks was based on uh, Ninochka, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> was Was that the movie that I mean? Did, what, did Lubitsch's you feel... movie? If, yeah. If you yeah. want to blame it, that was the moment when I decided uh, to to make movies. So this uh, is what you. Nineteen sixty. What I want to do in the sixties. Yeah. I want to yeah, late sixties, and and uh, it was as e easy as getting out of the. The lazy boy uh, going to the refrigerator and cracking open a beer. I just was. It was a the decision you made. Very simple. Yes. Just making a movie is a little hard. The deciding to go to uh, to stay in New York or go here to right. beautiful Los Angeles 
uh, was a bit more of a of an internal debate. Uh, uh-huh. That was not the, the, my decision to stay in New York. Was more about uh, the Cahiers de Cinema and uh, that uh, stuff. That uh, I speak French, so I read this stack of magazines that was at the Yale Film Society office. They didn't speak French, but I, being the supreme bourgeois, speak fluent French. And uh, that brainwashed me to 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 become an or to try to become an auteur filmmaker and and stay in New York and if it's underground, uh, so be it. But I uh, it wasn't a movie that influenced me. It was more the uh, the uh, the auteur theory propounded by Godard and Chabrol, and because this is more than fifty years ago. Oh wow, really? And well, it was in the sixties. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, when and they started, the, they was... weren't even filmmakers when I started. No, no, I, I know the thing. I'm just saying. I, I but that was the thing. That was your primary. Yeah, but that, that was, was the, the big question. Then. And uh, if, if you were an East Coast person and you wanted to go to the movies and go into the movies, you had to decide: Am I going to do it here, mm-hmm. where I'm going to mainly do independent and or porno movies, right? Or am I going to go to the West Coast? where they make, quote, the Hollywood movies. And I could right. be in porno movies. Right. See, that's the great thing is by the time I got here, they were doing porno here. So you could, no, they do you porno could have your cake and eat it. Well, they don't do it too. If you yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> no, I, that's something I know nothing about. I know nothing about porno. I'm very straight edge. But uh, thanks to my good friend LSD, I ah. decided to turn down the job on The Owl and the Pussycat. Where I could have been working with the whiniest uh, actor in history or uh, Barbara Streisand, of course. Uh <laughs> You didn't work with it, did you, Joe? No. no, of course not. Your voice is much better. And uh, then there was, uh, and uh, I had the opportunity to work for a shitty little company in New York called Canon. Well, Canon, and that's brother where... Rat. My brother, do you, do you know, that, that's where I begin, is Canon Films in L.A. Oh, well, that's, that the, uh, I begin yeah. in the, All the, best in the 1970s. No, but that, that, that was, yeah. it was a different Canon. Well, they, that eventually was purchased. My Canon was more like right. a BB gun. You had a, right. like a full circus Canon. I, well, I had the, by the time I got you, you had the boys from the pirates. Tiberi- the boys from Tiberius running yes. Canon and getting yes. on the cover of Time Magazine. So wait, so best. when you were there, well, like around what year? Canon, uh, my first job on a set was with Canon, and that brings me to my next very important film, uh, a, a movie called Joe. I was about to say, did you have, were you anywhere near Joe? Hey, Joe, don't it make you want to go to war once more? Hey, Joe, why the devil did we go to war? Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like you to meet Joe. This is what the American press say. The movie Joe must surely rank in impact with Bonnie and Clyde. Time magazine. Money don't mean nothing to them. Four stars. Devastatingly funny. New York Daily News. 100 milligrams of Thorazine in the butt does wonders. Get your pants on. It's your ass now, Compton. Easter orgies. She's anti-fetish. That's Jap food. The best Chinese restaurant in Astoria. A rip snorter. A triumph. Judith Christ, New York Magazine and NBC TV. Your whole life is one big crocket. He doesn't shop at Kimball's, Joe. Junk is junk, right? Then let's get the hell out of here. A very savage film. Very funny. Scores a triumph. The Observer. These kids are getting more than we ever did. Just the credit cards, man. You think I'm chicken? This is my beauty. They're all screwed up, so they're screwing up the culture. We didn't make them feel old-fashioned like the kids make us feel old-fashioned. That's enough. A seething mass of rage, terror, and guilty envy. Sunday Telegraph. You, you just bombed me. You don't believe me? You done a real groovy job on her. Peter Boyle and uh, yes. Susan Sarandon. And yeah. I was there from the beginning of, of uh, Avelson turning a piece of garbage into a great movie. And yeah. I saw it with my own eyes. Because it started out as, John a semi, G. as a semi-porn. 
Yes, oh, it was started yeah. as kind of a softcore. Because yeah. he had art. done a couple of other. Well, he kind of done. What's that Alan Garfield film? That's well, he did. Uh, that's he did Cry Uncle. That's Cry one Uncle. we distributed. That's guess another what, one. Guess what we learned in school today, which is a movie nobody remembers. He did, but but no, I remember that. I worked things, on it. Guess what I learned at school? It was also <laughs> called uh, uh, OK Bill. It had a second title, uh, and uh, the problem with that was it was too intelligent, didn't have enough uh, boobs, and uh, uh, Canon didn't do well with it. But that was John G. Avelson's movie. He had done one before that too, called uh, "Sweet uh, Something," "Sweet Dreams," very kind of Fellini-ish, uh, really uh, kind of sublime. And uh, so, when I met him at at Canon, I attached myself to him. Ah, so I mean, so you worked on Joe? You were yeah, that was my first job on a set. Wow! And what the did day you do I it? got to the set, well, I was cleaning toilets, whatever. Right, yeah. But the day I got to the set, I saw Avelson setting up a shot. It was oh. a furnace shot, and I I, I knew uh, this this guy's talented. I knew it, and. Uh, and uh, I went to look in, the, put my eye into the camera, and uh, it, was, it was a, a union called Nabit. It was a second-rate unit union. Uh, but the guy, some guy, ran over and pushed me. You don't you go do near that. that camera. And I was like, oh, sorry. Well, I just want to let this. I'm just reveling. But this. I, so I, your first job in the film industry was as a gopher on a Canon film. That the gopher would be elevating that, the position. Okay, because yes. my first job in the film industry was as a gopher on a Canon film. But just well, what do you think of Wow, Josh? A, a, an entire amazing. continent Look at apart. That. We, and, yeah, we literally no, have so much in common. We do. Except we do. You, you know how to write. That's wow. the one diff <laughs> The one little difference in between you and me, Joe. Uh, but yeah. but so <laughs> Joe, I didn't know the the. Development of Joe either, so it was well because be, Cannon was doing. It was called the Gap. They were doing exploitation. Oh, that makes sense. And yeah. and Joe got classed up. Uh, obviously, the Avelson totally tore it down. Yeah. Hired Norman Wexler, who he knew from advertising, uh, oh, and uh, right. they. And I remember reading the script. Uh, also, they originally they were going to put in uh, uh, the guy from Reservoir Dogs, uh, the actor Harvey uh, Keitel. No, no, uh, they. Uh, oh, I think he, he oh. was pink. Or he had a. Uh, I can Lawrence, never remember. Lawrence Tierney. What? Tierney. Lawrence yeah. Tierney. Lawrence oh, Tierney Lord. was supposed yeah. to play Joe. And Avelson from the start wanted Peter Boyle. I, I was there. With, uh, Avelson liked me because I actually was hardworking. So he kind of took me under his wing a bit. So I was able to hang out during auditions for Joe and stuff. And uh, I saw Peter Boyle's audition and he improvised. Oh, wow. and, and Avelson fell in love with him. Sure. Uh, I, I probably shouldn't say what the improv was because uh, you'll get lots of hashtag me too stuff, but it was real. And the movie was the about construction worker versus students, which was a big deal in the right. uh, hippie students in that period. Um, hope yeah. I can, hope I can say period these days. I oh, stop it! But Joe left. Joe left. Piranha, right? You right. You can take the Joe out of the piranha. You cannot take the piranha out of Joe. That is correct. That's intellectual talk for you out there. <laughs> Joe made a movie called Piranha, which was a big influence on me too. The the sure. uh, tying up of those planks on the raft. I will never forget it. The uh, piranha eating the ropes that are attaching the raft. That was amazing. Amazing. Of course, John. So you were just did. complaining about what a pain in the ass it is having to come here and do this. <laughs> come here, and we get these giants of cinema. No, not, they uh, not Lloyd Kaufman. Wanna, <laughs> no, I, they I'm, invariably want to talk about how much they love your movies. It's, it's well, it's hey, heartwarming. It's yes. <laughs> you too, Josh. Come I on. love his work. And the commissioner right here, the commissioner from New York State for twenty years. Uh, yep. As well as the Blue Apron Trophy wife. If you go on my Instagram, you can see the Blue Apron Trophy wife. 
cooking up some of those great blue Asian. Uh, that's when she's not uh, renting equipment uh, on the kitsplit.com uh, website, which is also a big influence on. Oh, Blue Apron, the. Uh, the... You know, the food thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they a... were sponsors of my show, Bronzeville. Well, our son in law's. Oh, uh, small the, world. Our son in law created it. Uh, Did he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Wonderful. And uh, if you make movies these days, Kit Split, we rented equipment. Uh, it's a Airbnb for equipment. And uh, that's changed film equipment and video and uh, photography, anything like that. It's like uh, uh, if you own a camera, you can rent it uh, out uh, temporarily and get it back. And if you want uh, equipment, that's about half price. So we did that on uh, hashtag Shakespeare Shitstone. So I'm, I'm still, I want to get back to Joe a little bit because I, before we, before Joe we, and Cry Uncle. I'm, yeah, I'm, I went uh, to Cry Uncle after that, which Troma distributes. Oh, Cry Uncle was after Joe. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, All it was right. after Joe. Because that one's more of a kind of vaguely. That was also a piece of garbage. It was yeah. a book. It was, uh, Cry Uncle was originally a, uh, a paperback book uh, about a, a, it was, a, again, softcore porn, uh, uh, canvas films. A mm -hmm. great guy, Lee Hessel, really good guy. And uh, he was importing things like Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS, and uh, Danish Delights, and stuff that played on Times Square, uh, softcore uh, porn, yes. and, and uh, kind of, uh, I guess, exploitation, but mm -hmm. a lot of sex. And uh, he had this uh, horrible book, uh, kind of a James Bond uh, detective satire. And uh, Avelson, uh, oops, sorry, Avelson hired David O'Dell. And they totally stripped it down. Instead of a good-looking detective, uh, they hired Alan Garfield, Garfield. big, fat, short yeah. guy, a wonderful actor, a great guy. And um, and Madeline LaRue, who Avelson had seen in uh, Tom Ion's, uh, uh, which one was it? Uh, not Tis a Pity, She's a Whore. Uh, what was the other one that was so successful? <laughs> anyway, it was off-road of a huge hit. But Madeline LaRue, very weird-looking, ostrich-like uh, actor. And uh, so she's tall and thin, and, and Garfield... And yeah. the you know he did these wide shots, uh, one eighty five uh, of them walking across, and he made it into this uh, cry cry uncle, you know, cry terror film noir uh, satire, wonderful wonderful satire. Uh, it was X rated. It came out as X rated, and it was uh, cry uncle at at one point was at the top of the Hollywood uh, chart. Really, and I really? was one of the I was a minor uh, fundraiser for that movie, so it was kind of film school because I got a little bit inside. Uh, uh, also the uh, the uh, production manager was incompetent, so I got to be that. That uh, I saved about twenty years from Fantastic. toilet cleaner yes. to production manager. Battlefield promotion. <laughs> still know nothing. <laughs> still knew. I lived in the office. I had knew absolutely nothing. But I, it's I, fast. I, I never heard before. How many John Abelson films feature leads who are um, slightly overweight with greasy comb overs? How many? <laughs> well, it's, he, yeah, it's quite a few. anything with Alan Garfield, anything Lee without yeah, except for Ron, or or Peter Boyle. Yes. Yeah. Well, he, he uh, Amelson was really brilliant. He's a real, uh, yeah, uh, very uh, wonder, He and George Romero, I think, are the two most underrated well, American directors. Uh, uh, he's, yeah, no, he's good. I we just did I do it or did I want? I can't even remember if I've done these. We did. Uh, I didn't do a commentary on Joe, did I? On Trailer Smell? Uh, I don't remember, but it's Sorry. hard to find a trailer for it. Uh, oh, not anymore. I think there's one on the Blu-ray. But but um, but but the thing that startled me about the trailer for Joe is it's cut and presented as though it's a rollicking comedy. <laughs> well, again, Canon they didn't know what they had. You know. It's, yeah. But the minute it you came see out, that movie. It, it it not only that Joe were made for 150 thousand bucks in New York with no stars and wow. no name director. Yeah. Uh, was a, nominated for Best Screenplay. 
That's right. Yep. Uh, uh, hundred uh, wouldn't happen today. Yeah, wouldn't and happen. That's, no that's, way that's, it would that's happen. That's pre Archie Bunker, which yeah. may, may account for the decide the idea of selling it as a comedy. Uh, yeah, that, that could be. You know, it could be. Construction man shoots hippies. Yeah. Well, know? they leave out the shooting part, although it's sort of hinted at. I think in the last shot, but uh, uh, yeah, which one? Uh, Archie Joe, Bunker. Oh. The trailer. The trailer is definitely played for laughs. Yeah, well, I think that the theme was very controversial. Yeah, right? yeah, they were trying to sell it under the. I don't know. Uh, what else you got, Lloyd? What's your next one? What's your uh, well again, Cry Uncle, of course, yeah. uh, where I was even more dramatic, a tear down of a of a unmentioned, just an un you know horrible project, and uh, made into a hilarious film. The only reason Cry Uncle isn't as well known as Joe is it's uh, currently in the trauma library. <laughs> We're out there in uh, outer space. Very hard to get people to see it. And it's terrific. You can see it for free, actually, on uh, Troma Movies on YouTube. We have about 400 oh, really? movies that are free to thank our fans for supporting us for 40. When we hit 40, we put our whole library for free. Oh, wow. Now we have Troma Now, the hot new streaming service where we actually cross streams and present uh, uncensored and uh, uh, totally uh, exclusive uh, movies by new young Black, amputated, female, <laughs> lesbian, <laughs> quadra, amputated, whatever, whatever the hashtag will permit, we distribute uncensored. Uh, we, we, it's amazing. We've, we've not, we've caught no heat for it. Well, you don't have to. Soon. You're in the it's mainstream. A, but uh, YouTube a, and Amazon are now, uh, I just made a little documentary called uh, uh, Independent Artists versus Cartels. It's about 10 minutes where I show uh, side by side uh, how they... It, what the MPA used to do to the independents, now Amazon and uh, Google are doing to uh, a, a demonetizing, b uh, uh, cutting down what they were paying, and c uh, uh, making uh, filmmakers change titles uh, oh, really? and throwing them off for uh, uh, things like smoking. And uh, anyway, watch that little. It's only ten really? minutes. Okay, yeah. and it's on. It's on YouTube. It's on the Troma channel of YouTube. Yeah. Okay. But oh, it, yeah. I, I've no, got, it's like a term paper. I, I didn't, it's not like Troma movies. I used uh, other independent movies to compare I'm, I'm uh, the, the unfair treatment. No or low budget new movies that are, you know, all over Amazon. Cry Uncle, by the way, used to get the Cry Uncle used to get busted. We got busted really? in Pittsburgh, among other. Can you imagine a movie like that getting busted? Arrested. Considering busted. Well, we didn't. The, did, theaters, some of the, theater. see, the theaters were on the front line. Yeah. Wow. And, and uh, there's nothing. There's, uh, there is one uh, a piece of negative where you see a penis, but it's black and you know it's a negative, uh, film negative. So I don't know if it was that, or I mean there were so many versions of it. And uh, in those days with the MPAA, uh, what we would do, uh, don't tell the commissioner, of course, um, was we would get the R rating, which would be totally unfair. You know, we'd put a movie like Toxic Avenger, and they cut 20 minutes out. Right. So we'd kind of put the stuff back in when we sent it to the theaters. And uh, for the most part, we would get away with it. It was just blood-sucking freaks where they caught us because the R-rated version was 54 minutes and we played a 95-minute version in the oh, Bronx. Oh, dear. In the Bronx. <laughs> and a uh, mother and took her five-year-old kid to see a movie called Blood-Sucking Freaks and complained to management. How is that so, management's fault? Well, they let her in, I guess. It isn't, but, uh, but, the, MP, but they went, the MPAA went after us. Yeah. And oh, you know wow. how they get you? They get you on copyright infringement because we used the R for a movie that was not uh, R. So we had to uh, take little ads in Hollywood Reporter and uh, Variety uh, to apologize. Wow. We had our hands 
Wow. Slept. Wow. And it cost us a few thousand. They never bucks. caught never caught Roger when we used to do that. Yeah. No, Roger's sure. smart. We're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fifty four minutes is a little much. You know, a, yeah. you know, maybe you, you know, put back a few minutes. That's a lot but of you don't put back a half a movie. You know, that was wow. dumb. That is a lot. But no reason to. Yeah. No reason. The other thing we did once, which was fun, is that HBO licensed the Toxic Avenger, and we sent the director's cut accidentally. So, the, and this was in the days when it was serious stuff, yeah. and um, and they played for an entire weekend. They played the director's cut, which has the full head crushing and that, and, yeah, that's... and other stuff, which in those days was considered a little controversial. And I remember the whole weekend, I expected that we'd all be dragged either they, either HBO would blackball us or we'd be. Gotten, get all sorts of MPA trouble. Oh God, what, and, yeah, I actually remember. I remember seeing it that way and being amazed that yeah, HBO. We had a guy. We had a guy at, at like seven thirty in the morning. We had a guy with the prints of the R-rated version at the door, waiting for HBO or whoever it was to open up and change. Uh, like maybe it was the One Inch Master, whatever it was. We had a guy there. At, you know, seven thirty in the morning to get the right version on and ho hoping that uh, we wouldn't get into trouble. And luckily, we didn't. Uh, well, we're glad you're. Uh, but Toxie got some good word of mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really did. That's where I saw it, and I remember it was just when, when he backs up. Yeah, and that, yeah, like, that's I can't believe thing. I'm seeing this on HBO, which at the time was a little. It was a big deal. Well, yeah. it's still yeah. kind well, of. Well, no, a big now you deal. watch Game of Thrones, and they're crushing heads every well, five minutes. Hardcore sex in that yeah. thing, right? Yes, but exactly. uh, but uh, that's the thing about uh, the uh, mainstream. Yeah. Amazon and Google and uh, they're all following in your footsteps. They, well, yeah. Well, the trouble is though, they have the power to to keep uh, others out with right. the uh, so it's it's become a little bit uh, you know very tough. Which is why we started Troma now, the hot new streaming service. And, uh, and this is subscription. Subscri yeah, four ninety nine a month. The first month is free, and uh, you'll see movies like uh, Cry Can I get it on my Apple TV and things. Like uh, that? No, you can't because oh. we can, we don't have an app. You can get it on um, uh, on. Um, the thing over on top, uh, uh, Roku. You can get it on Roku or watch.troma.com. Okay. But uh, we have no money for an app, so we're, uh, we're, we're, we have a fan who says he, he or she is working on making an app, but uh, uh, I don't know what's happening with that. <laughs> Crack. So after Crack. to be or not to be? Yes, yes sir. What, 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 were what the, did Joe? What were the kind what, of movies well, that yeah, you what was? I have to say that um, uh, when I was, uh, you know, when I went to Yale, I didn't even know there was such a thing as a film director. I thought Chaplin uh, uh, was just a clown, a funny guy. And uh, I went to the movies for that reason. Uh, and I loved the Three Stooges and I loved Warner's cartoons and I loved uh, 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 Laurel and Hardy. I mean, I I just reviewed all their short uh, films as a box set. Uh, and... Uh, so those clearly are major, major, major. I mean, the, just the Toxic Avenger when Toxie pokes his fingers through the eyes of the yeah. uh, transvestite uh, bad guy um, in the fight scene in uh, Shinbone Alley. Uh, it's, a, it's a Three Stooges thing, except uh, in Toxie's case, his With fingers more. go through the eyes. Yeah. Um, which was in those days, in 1983, that was a new thing, uh, that kind of explicity, <laughs> which the MPA immediately cut out, of course. It's interesting, in France, they cut out 30 seconds of the movie and they permitted 13-year-old kids in the theater. In this country, the United States of America, which has to be made great again, as you know, um, they cut out 20 minutes of Toxic Avenger to get wow. the R rating. And without the R rating, you couldn't play in any theaters. Again, mm. you correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but uh, that was the deal. So um, they totally obliterated the movie. And in Canada, they only cut out 45 seconds. You uh, see, and that's our neighbor. So you can yes. see the system 
it was unfair and continues to be uh, rather unfair. But the version that's extant now is the uncut version. The, all the Blu-rays and DVDs and the festival and, and whenever we show a movie, it actually gets booked a lot in theaters, Toxic Avenger. Uh, Terra Firmer, too, has suddenly come up mm. big. Uh, for... No, that's because it was on trailers from hell. Uh, probably you're right. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I w- it, but it takes time for our movies to get word of mouth because we have no advertising money and we have no distribution. Other well, than Joe, that, things are going great. People are saying, I, I've, this is my new thing I'm going to do now. I've decided. Uh, people people are saying that Trailers from Hell is the, the biggest website on the internet. People are saying? People are saying. Well, I don't, it, uh, they're not just saying it. It is the biggest uh, on the internet. People say. Trailers Which from Hell, you said it. Be. People say. People and, are saying. Um, that I can tell you. Um, um, I, th- I think I was the only one who, who uh, commented on my own trailers. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, dude, no, we've had people do that. Oh, you have? I, had, really, uh, I feel oh. like uh, once in a while. Well, it's time uh, to have Lloyd Kaufman back. Didn't Corman, Roger a, Corman's come on. And Roger's, Roger did some of his own pictures. Oh, well, he, he's a master. He's a big influence. Clearly, uh, I, I would have to mention uh, uh, radio, oh, the one where he, uh, radiation... Did. Invasion of the Crab Monster. Attack, uh, Attack of the Crab Monster. On an isolated Pacific island, the Navy lands a party of daring scientists to solve the mysterious disappearance of an entire atomic research team. Strange horror strikes first at the plane that brought them. And then, earth-shattering tremors begin tearing the island to shreds. Okay, Professor, how are the crabs blowing up the island? I am not sure. But imagine they are able to send out arcs of heat. They are packed with it. They can melt and fuse parts of the cabins, explode the materials contained, and bring about the slides. Is that a seminal film for I you? I saw that one at Yale. Uh, I can't say that it, it, it proved, and that in The Man with the X-Ray Eyes, you proved uh, that you could make uh, provocative, interesting, good scripts, uh, movies with good scripts and good acting, and, right. and um, uh, you know, me sitting in uh, New Haven uh, at Yale, uh, watching Cleopatra and stuff like that and then seeing Corman and these are good movies. I mean, these are excellent movies. I the, love uh, so they were but they were showing what sorry, what is it by my, my invasion of the crab women? No, 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 no. Attack of the Crab Monsters. Sorry, Attack of the Crab Monsters. By the way, you can have Invasion of the Crab Women. I give that title to well, you. Well thank you very much. Uh, Attack of the Crab Monsters. The they were they were showing that at Yale? Yes. Well it was the film society and and <laughs> They were, um, uh, Robert Edelstein, who, who, who ran it, uh, my roommate, he, uh, they were very auteur-influenced. Uh, and Roger so, was an underground success. You know, he, yeah. was, he was always in the Evergreen Review. There were all sorts of people. Know, you know, it was cool to like Roger Corman movies. Oh, even that? Okay, all right. Oh, and the po- it's cool to like Well, him. yeah, no, of course. Okay. And the uh, French picked up on him, for, uh, for sure, with the Poe uh, trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, them, yeah. Those are like Chabrol movies. They're just, uh, you know, different genre, but they're beautiful. If oh, you, for sure. You see them with 35 millimeter. Amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, uh, I just got a note from Larry Kaczynski. Larry Karazuski. Yeah. Uh, uh, he saw uh, one of our. He saw Sweet Savior with Troy Donahue at the. Yeah, a couple uh, nights ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the new amazing. Beverly. I'm in that too. By Are the you way. in that? Yeah, this was uh, Bob Roberts' uh, tribute to the Manson family. Yes, I, I was an early job in between. I think Joe and Cry Uncle. I was production manager on that, and we distributed it. Yeah, we just for a, a long time we distributed it. Do you I have think it now? We, still, I well, Bob died, so I think it's in his estate. It had uh, several titles. As, yes, as it, did. it did. It did. It did. It uh, did. The first title was what uh, I can't remember now. It may have been Sweet Savior. And then the, the problem with that movie was uh, that uh, it, it it was uh, they, the word Savior. The theaters didn't want to do anything religious. 
That was like a taboo. Uh, that was something that Michael Hers and I, uh, my partner, uh, never appears in public. Uh, um, he and I, at the uh, for the first fifteen or twenty years, that was a, a subject we were told to uh, definitely stay away from. Uh, uh, and uh, how wrong were we? There were absolutely no protests when uh, Marty came out with the Jesus movie. Right? Well, nobody <laughs> nobody <laughs> protested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. referring to uh, Martin Scorsese. But didn't you uh, also have a project that you were going to do with Donahue and Marvel or, or and Stan Lee? Or am I making that up? No, we did. Uh, yeah, but that's not uh, what the, 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 Stan Lee was an enormous Troy uh, Donahue uh, Marvel movie. No, 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 no. But uh, um, no, no, not with. I don't think Troy Donahue was involved with Stan Oh, Lee. sorry. No, but I did write a script with but him. But I did get manage to get Stan Lee into Witch. the conversation. Yeah, and, and clearly he's not a movie, but uh, I just, at Yale, the only thing I learned other than drugs was uh, Marvel comics. I didn't oh, read really? them at home. Uh-huh. So very good, Commissioner. Uh, the the Marvel comics are huge influence. on, And you can see it. Stan Lee even says it. And uh, uh, he wrote a foreword to one of the books of, I've written uh uh, where he says that the to- uh, in the same way that Spidey put a new face on the comic book hero mm-hmm. with his uh, earthly uh, issues, Toxie uh, put a new face on the cinematic superhuman hero. <laughs> you can't say superhero because you get a it's lawyer's letter. Yes. You get a lawyer's letter from Marvel or Warner's or who d- co-own the English language. Correct. Uh, but um, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 uh, the the, the Toxie put a new face on the movie hero with his acne and they can't get a job and he takes right. care of his mother. I mean, it's basically uh, <laughs> Spidey it's just Spider-Man. To, with, a, with a mop and he has oh, only uh, more uh, disgusting. And, uh, yeah. And also can't get if you'd uh, called the Spider-Man with a mop, it probably wouldn't have sold. Probably not. Probably not. Well, we probably would have gotten some lawyers letters. <laughs> <laughs> you get cannot imagine. Uh, By the way, let's just clarify. Some listeners may not know. Yeah. It's uh, DC and Marvel and DC now Warner brothers. Uh, co-own the copyright or trademark copyright trademark. to the word superhero. That's right. Which, Which they uh, simply have appropriated well, uh, 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 on their own because they can. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very true, Joe. And, and oddly enough, the toxic, thanks to Stan Lee, there, there was for uh, several years, toxic Avenger and toxic crusader comic book right, comic. where he was toxic was a superhero. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that ended, when, uh, when uh, billionaire boy drove Marvel broke, when they broke, when he oh, destroyed uh, Marvel, uh, Perlman, Perlman. Perlman. Uh, um, they suddenly we couldn't use when we were calling him after the comic book finished, uh, they, we got loyal letter. We can't say superhero. So we changed it to superhuman hero. There you go. Or the way, yeah, or science hero. There's so many hideously cases. deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Fantastic. Just like the New York state. Mm. Oh no, no, you're beautifully. Uh, Did you know in the state of Utah that Sundance owns the word dance? Really? What? Yeah. <laughs> So How that, can you own the word dance? I <laughs> tried to do a promotion oh, yeah, in Utah where I opened up a, a lounge and you know during Sundance and I my first year of doing it I called it Schmooze Dance to celebrate New York and got lawyers' letters that I couldn't use the word dance. They own the word dance. They had to manually cross out. Didn't you have to manually cross out like eight thousand postcards? Yes. Only cross out so, the word. So doesn't dance? that doesn't that mean that if you have enough clout, you can just say that you own anything? Yeah. More or less. Well, yes. uh, I hate to say this, but uh, Mad Magazine has just been closed because they can, and they're probably profitable, right? They just, they just, they yeah, just not bother. profitable enough. I think, yeah, the, you don't want to bother. Well, there, was, there was a big deal. There was a guy about a year and a half ago who uh, uh, tried to, I think, tried to maintain that he owned the word podcast and was going after literally everybody who had a podcast. And 
Wait a minute. In the eighties, Trump went after somebody claiming that he owned the word he that he had copyrighted and owned the word Trump. Yeah, he sued the bridge, uh, the bridge association. Well, isn't that like Raymond Rohauer? Uh, you know, the the early uh, the pirate, pirate film pirate, who who was trying to copyright the idea of sprocket holes. Oh no, kidding! <laughs> wow. But he brought back uh, Buster Keaton. No, right? no, he did. He, he did, did a lot, a lot of, good of good things, but yeah. he but he also was a total jerk. Well, see, I never met him, <laughs> but uh, he did at least uh, do something for Keaton. And he was just he would just appropriate stuff. And, uh, and, and also sometimes his stuff wasn't the best quality. We bought a company called Rowan. And I noticed you have a, a, a Don or somebody has a beautiful poster of radio men, radio, radio men, from radar the moon. men from the moon, radar men uh, from yes. the moon. We have a beautiful, we bought the Rowan, Rowan, Rowan uh, yeah, we bought which, that collection. Rowan put out a lot of really, really good quality. <coughs> the uh, negatives DVDs. are magnificent. Yeah. That's now, that's a trauma company I know. now. We no, have I know. all the, uh, the negatives are in our very You own hot, everything. Uh, we have them in the basement he of actually, the trauma he building. He actually does own a lot of stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. A lot of old monograms. Yeah. We have got incredible Some Lugosi pictures. And they're beautiful. Carrie had the best uh, he had the, he had high standards very very, very high good uh, negatives and uh yeah, quite interesting yeah. when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of course. What's another movie that made you, Lloyd? Well, I would say the man who shot the. Well, hold on, Rocky. We are uh, dedicating the Pat's uh, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm to uh, John G. Avelson and uh, um, uh, uh, who was somebody else? Is it Stan? Stan, yeah, Stan Lee. Yeah, 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 who died the same year. So, and you, uh, in terms of my shitty career, major, major, both of them, big, 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 big big influences. So, Rocky, uh, not only did I work on it, but. the whole underdog, uh, you know, really hit me with the because that's my whole life philosophy is uh, yeah. the people help the people make the world a better place, make a difference, as the commissioner well, says. See, what did you do on Rocky? I was in charge of Philadelphia. Uh, they didn't have enough money to film in uh, L.A. to fake it. Why no, no, you- sorry, they didn't have enough money to bring the crew to Philadelphia. Okay. And Avelson and Stallone wanted. Uh, real locations. Right uh, the did. producers yeah. wanted to fake it in uh, in L.A. Yeah. And the, and Stallone and Avelson convinced them that Troma, I guess they showed them uh, <laughs> stuff that we had done with production value, and um, they agreed to to film in Philadelphia. And Avils and they hired us to, or they hired me to to I guess be line producer, production manager, whatever you want to call it. But it had to be uh, on the. Uh, how do you say it? A, a low down, down low. It had to be on the yes. down low, so the unions wouldn't find us. 
Uh-huh. And uh, we filmed with the Cry Uncle crew, who had filmed for Avelson. So he was he loved so it. So Rocky was a non-union. Well, no, the New York part was secretly the Philadelphia part. Uh, sorry, the Philadelphia part was secretly non-union for about eight days, and and Michael Hers and his wife in our editing rooms were syncing up the dailies to cry to uh, Rocky, thirty-five millimeter dailies, picture and sound are separate uh, right. separate roles using our, our upright movieolas, which in, even when we had them in nineteen. 19- 75 or whenever that was, we're already 50 years old or more. Who knew? Who knows? And Michael and uh, Maris, his wife, was uh, listening to the uh, to the sound and yo, they were like, "What the hell is this?" And uh, it was Rocky, Rocky. But the commissioner's mother, my mother-in-law, read the script before we started filming. Well, months before we started, and uh, she said, "This is going to be the next Marty, the Ernest Borgnine." Uh, and then said, so. And yeah. indeed, it uh, was yes. much more than that. It was yeah. more like uh, one of the greatest movies of all and time. They're still more making sequel. them. Uh, way Excuse more sequels than Marty. Like, yes, they're still doing them. And yeah. yet, Avelson, totally real, per, you know, the nicest guy in the world. And, and uh, they didn't work for about his last 15 years. He, he didn't, didn't have a uh, movie. Well, I, I mean, I, I thank you for your participation. I saw that movie at a movie theater at 18th and Walnut uh, in my hometown and, and in Philadelphia. And uh, I remember running around, doing laps around Rittenhouse Square it's after amazing, the film. Amazing. I was so pumped up. It's such an amazing well, Imagine film. that movie without running up the stairs of the museum uh, or the fruit market. Uh, we shot the pet store there. We shot, yeah. in fact, Pat, Pat uh, was uh, uh, tasked to bring the turtles, Cuff and Link, on uh, the train to uh, Philadelphia. When uh, turtles were illegal. They're still illegal. Yeah, they're much <laughs> more illegal now. And Stallone has- Is the has, limitations up or are we about to get you in trouble? I'm going to get in serious yeah. trouble. Stallone has uh, recently revealed that he still has those yeah. two turtles. And he showed a photo oh, and they wow. were they had grown considerably. They were over 40 years. Well, so yeah, 40 years old. So, and, and, I, has, br- and I'm the one yeah, that supplied you, the turtles. You picked them out. You nourished yes. them. You uh, fed yes. them. Gave them little massages. Uh, made sure they had, Got uh, them all the they way had to a honey wagon and their own management. And actually, we had a duck on a movie recently that was the highest. <laughs> return to Return to Newcomb High. The duck was the highest paid uh, actor <laughs> and could do absolutely nothing. The trainer, the manager, they had a private motel room, which nobody else did. Uh, I had friend. It has to bring. You have to bring duck friends with you too. You Companion, can't yeah. have a single duck, Joe. Well, you may know this. You probably would. <laughs> <with ducks. laughs> They're very. Apparently, you have to have more than one. You had to have three of them, and they of course set the two friends over here, and then the sound, the set. You know, they'd be like a few twenty feet away, so all the sound has got these quacking in the. No matter what scene, there's this quack 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 in the background. Very bad. Don't use ducks, or if you do, send them the bill. <laughs> Joe is thinking, you know, <laughs> Joe, Joe Dante is thinking, you know, I like uh, that Lloyd Coffin. I think he ought to direct uh, something. Um, uh, uh, I, I once, um, uh, we were doing uh, an interview with, this is my problem. This is definitely a problem. I, I don't know when to keep my mouth shut. And it was an interview with Philadelphia Magazine, my hometown. Yeah. And it was right after History of Violence had come out. And, um, uh, and I love, I go back to my hometown all the time and I have family there. It's changed I'm, a lot. I'm going to the Jersey out. shore in a couple of weeks. We're with my family where we, you know, and, um, I can't remember, but I, 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 uh, uh, said something about, um, you know, I love my hometown and, um, it's a, absolutely perfect that they have built a statue, uh, to, to Sylvester Stallone. Look at that Rocky yeah, statue in there. Museum, yeah. Philadelphia is the only town that would build a statue to a guy who lost a fight. <laughs> and, and That's a good way to look at it. Got a lot of hate mail for that, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's true, and I said it with love. 
Yeah, of course. Started with love. And how nice Philadelphia's got a huge comeback since we, since we, you know, we yeah. shut that up. Uh, yeah. And the Teamsters caught us on the eighth day, so uh, they all ran back to uh, L.A. And uh, I, of course, had my legs broken. But uh, other than that, it was all beautiful. <laughs> but here's well, like, an, like a lot, I do have one. But you know, there's a bone thing. The, the fact that that run that he does, who does, somebody figured it out at one point. You know this. You've spent a lot of time in Philadelphia. You know the run he does in the film. Somebody figured out that it's something like seventy-three miles. It's, Kind of well, that was there. He was actually 72 uh, kilometers. Got the, <laughs> no, I mean, you can't do that I running. Know, I know. Three but holdings. but uh, it was also historic in that the uh, Steadicam was used. And I filmed all this stuff. I had, I have back, I have really? all this behind the yeah. scenes footage. Wow. And I, uh, somebody who works for us uh, was going through our basement, the, the Choma building basement, and found these uh, Super 8 cartridges uh, with all this stuff from Rocky. Oh, and I sent it to wow. Avelson about two years ago. He cut it down to about 10 minutes and we wrote a uh, voiceover, you know, uh, uh -huh. a, commentary. And commentary. And it's on the, uh, you know, it's on the show. Yeah, it's on the oh, box set, wow. the one with all the Rockies. And um, there's so many of them, there's so many yeah. box sets, but it's on the the one that had all the ones up to that point. I, I guess it was before Creed or before whatever. But um, the, the, you see that Rocky was shot like a trauma movie. You know, Avelson's on, he's being strapped to the front of a uh, 70s car, which were nice and flat. Yep. And he's filming through the windshield. Stallone is driving his own vehicle. Joe Spinell's there. Uh, and, uh, you know, we wet the street. We had neighbors wetting the street with hoses so we could film the exteriors at night uh, with a nice glisten. Uh, uh, if you watch that, it's about 12 minutes, I think. But you wow. can see, yeah, that, no, there, I see that it was filmed like a, like a low-budget movie. And when Avelson got the Oscar, right, they usually thank uh, Harvey Weinstein when they yeah. get the Oscar. They always lick the ass of the crookedest person, you know, the worst people. And and this time, Avelson, I mean, he thanked the appropriate people, but he thanked Lloyd Kaufman, which, oh, wow. that, yeah. uh, you know, haven't been thanked since hey. for anything. <laughs> well, 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 well. Although my wife thanked me for 45. I took her to Denver for our 45th anniversary to the, the beautiful... Uh, a beautiful theater, a landmark. That shit was, a what was Oriental. It it was the Oriental. Yeah, we had a romantic. Uh, we don't say Oriental. We got to see. Uh, yeah, that's right. You're right. <laughs> Very true. It was Trom Oriental. Uh, and uh, uh, we uh, got to see Return to Return to Newcomb High. Pat was the, uh, we sold merch. Pat was in charge of the pop-up store. He did a great job. And uh, what was the, what was big in Denver? The uh, Nothing, the because we were really outside Denver. We didn't see Denver. We didn't. Well, what was the big sellers of Troma merch? What would you say was the big favorite? The t-shirts. Skateboards? T-shirts, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, t-shirts probably safer. gets cold there. You need to put shirts on. Give us another one, Lloyd. What do you got? What do you got? Well, I would say that the man who shot Liberty Valance. Well, John Ford, oh. major, major, major. But that particular movie, if you see Citizen Toxie, uh, Toxies. <laughs> I always knew there was a connection. Uh, yeah, no, every time I see Liberty Valance, I'm like, I can tell. I can feel there's a connection here. Well, Pompey, to Pompey. Pompey's uh, John Wayne's assistant, and yeah. uh, there's a character in Citizen Tom Pompey. Uh, and in fact, uh, there's also a line lifted uh, when uh, James uh, James uh, Stewart gets uh, to, early in the movie. He gets uh, pulled off the stagecoach. Uh, they're robbing or something, and yeah. uh, I can't remember what the line of dialogue was. But whatever it was, they uh, he says, uh, "I'm trying to teach them." He's trying to do something good, and the guy takes whatever it is and shoves it in his face or punches him. Or, but uh, we use that in uh, Citizen Toxie uh, when uh, Debbie Rashan is uh, um, some, uh, something about, I'm trying to teach here. And the diaper mafia uh, guy who's about, the diaper mafia shoots up a school and um, they uh, he shoves the book into the face of the teacher. Uh, 
and uh, it was direct from Liberty Bell. Uh, okay. You see, you see a lot of John Ford uh, in our movies, without a doubt. And that particular, I think, I think that in Cheyenne Autumn might be. Uh, oh, okay. Cheyenne Autumn was a big deal for me too because of the. Uh, and you know, it really made you aware of what we've done to the uh, how we've managed. You know, genocide. All that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, um, Although where, Marlon Brando deserves the real credit for waking us up, right? By refusing, <laughs> refusing the Oscar. I, you yeah. know, I mean, he did. But he did. Cheyenne show Autumn was about the same time. What? Um, and it was a flop, huge flop. Do you remember where were you when you saw uh, Liberty Valance? Was that also Yale? Yale or, Film Society. Same thing. Yeah. Okay. But I've seen it several times. Sure. Uh, yeah. I watched it before making Citizen Toxie, actually. Really? So. To, to, okay. Where were you when you saw Princess Yangwei Fei? Because you talk about that. The Museum of Modern Art. That was like a big deal. Yes, that's probably the most uh, uh, intense film film I uh, experience, uh, like sex for the first time or something. I've only seen it once, uh, but that's uh, a good point. Which sorry, the which Princess Yangwei Fei by uh, uh, Mizuguchi. Oh. Who happens to be the? They say that John Ford is the Mizuguchi of Japan, or vice versa. And um, uh, Princess Zhang Guifei, I majored in Chinese studies and it's taken from some of the stuff we read. In the, we didn't read it in Chinese, but we right. read it in English. And uh, the, the, if you look up the word sublime, that uh, at least I've only seen it once. I don't want to see it again because I just know I won't be as moved. I uh, don't I don't know the film. Yeah, it's uh, kind of curious to that's, see that's it with my wife. That's how I feel about the John Huston movie, The Dead. Oh, that's amazing. Which I saw. I was so moved when I saw it that I don't think I could ever see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm I, saying. I, I yeah. just don't know that I would ever have that feeling. Sublime. Again. Well, in case of Mizuguchi, uh, the word sublime. This is probably the only podcast that uh, talks about Mizuguchi and Toxic <laughs> Avenger. <laughs> and uh, the dead. And the yes, dead. That, that actually, yes, and the dead. Um, well, if you, I, I, honestly, this week, this uh, week. Uh, uh, again, Tromeo and Juliet has, uh, has uh, um, at the end, of, uh, never mind uh, Tromeo and Juliet, but the ending of it where Shakespeare appears, you can check that out with the ending of uh, Mizuguchi, of um, uh, Princess Yangwe Fei. Okay. And I think we ought to see it. Uh, some fans gave me a plexiglass box with the videotape of um, of uh, Princess Yangwe Fei in it, but locked. It's got a door and it's locked. They must have had it made. And uh, there's a key that I've lost the key, of course. But we could break <laughs> it open and watch. Uh, and watch. But is that where the plastic box came from in Tromeo and Juliet? For the balcony scene? No, that Tromeo. was James Gunn's idea. That was his idea. But he worked for us, so he may have seen that. Well, plastic. He, wrote, he, he yeah. and you wrote the script. Yeah, he wrote the script. Yeah. And uh, he probably, he may have seen that plastic yeah. box. The balcony speech in uh, Tromeo and Juliet yep. takes uh, Ju uh, Juliet has been put in a timeout uh, box up on a plastic, uh, plastic plexiglass right. uh, timeout uh, box up high on a like uh, where a, a fish aquarium might sit, but much higher. And uh, and uh, what light through yonder plexiglass breaks is the line we wrote. Lloyd, Lloyd has done commentaries on a number of his pictures for Trailers from Hell. Uh, uh, yeah. Poultry Geist. Well, there have been many since. Many since. And uh, I, I, I would uh, uh, recommend that you seek them out because they're very entertaining. They're well, always you. entertaining. That's certainly I've been seeking out trailers from hell to do more of those uh, wonderful oh, you commentaries. Gotta be, you got to be in town when we're shooting. Yeah, I know. But uh, it's um, the trouble with it's Not like, to me. Maybe like, we'll we'll cut this if it doesn't go anywhere, or if it's in any way actionable. But speaking, I actually speaking of trailers from actual hell. <laughs> um, has everyone seen the Cats trailer? This yes, thing? I have. That, that all of the, the, a lot of my fans on the uh, social are very upset with it. What what's the? I thought it looked beautiful. I saw. Why didn't I, you like it? 
But you didn't see the whole trailer, though. You just saw somebody just showed you a little clip. But so it you looked, I saw it. what I saw looked gorgeous. What was uh, the problem with it? They said it it was too disturbing or something. It is different. I found it deeply disturbing. Well, I live in New York, so well, you, you know, just ride not, the subways in New York. You're gonna cats has it. cats has its own history, you know, well, as, as a no, as as a, as a piece of kitsch, as uh, a weird, yeah, as a they, weird as a weird <laughs> musical thing. Yeah, um, but the approach that they've taken uh, with these people in uh, those green suits with the little dots on them, uh, the, so they can oh, do motion oh, capture. Oh, I see. It's all motion. It's all motion capture. Oh, so it uh, has a horror, so that's... the faces are real, but all the other stuff is all oh, added. Oh, oh all so the, all the costumes. People... Not like the old well, days something... when people used to have to wear costumes. Yeah, yeah. If they're in costumes. Oh. I'm okay. I mean, as odd as that looks, they're in costumes. Well, that was but... what was charming about the play is that that the musicals that the costumes in... were so awful. But yeah, and but then when you try sweet. to digitally create a life form that looks like that without a cost, I can't even, you know, that is an organic version of that. Well, it's, whatever it's animal very, it's like, it's not like a cat. It's, it's just, yeah. it's just a strange, uh, weird thing. It's, I've just, I've never seen a response, an organic response to something as quick as the response to that trailer. Well, is, the response to, yeah, I the agree. response I, to the Lion King remake has been, uh, which is, you know, a huge hit, and, of course, it's a huge hit, yeah. uh, but it's a photo real version of what was originally yeah. uh, an artistic cartoon, draw, hand-drawn animation. And uh, it, that's where it got its popularity and, and you know, yeah. from the, the songs and the play and all that stuff. Right. But now what they've done is since they are on a, a binge of remaking all of their old animated films into live action films, uh, we usually had twice the running time <laughs> with extra songs. Uh, this thing is, so unsettling to watch because Cats. it's like a, no, this is the line. Oh, the it's Lion like King. it's like a it's like a, a nature documentary, except the characters are speaking and singing, hmm. <laughs> and uh, they don't have the elasticity that a drawn character has because they're trying to be yeah. realistic yeah. about how yeah. they move. And it's you know very impressive in terms of yes, it looks like a nature documentary, but it's a nature documentary where the animals are all singing. And, all singing, and, all dancing, and doing shtick. Yeah, uh, yeah. but they're yeah. never they're never able to smile. They're never able to move their faces. Yeah, they're, they're never yeah. able to have <laughs> body language. Yeah. So it's just a it's a very disconcerting experience. However, obviously, it's not keeping Huge people hit. away. Yeah. It's a gigantic hit. Meanwhile, Troma's War came out in 1987 or something, and people and which is live action. Everybody smiles, and people criticize it because it looked like a live action cartoon. Uh, was a war picture, but uh, you know it was it was uh, my style. It was a cartoony kind of thing, and I got uh, some heat. Also, the MPAA totally destroyed it. That was uh, very much influenced by Fuller and Aldrich. Mm -hmm. You're not dead till I say you're dead. That kind of attitude. But one of the weird war. things about the MPAA is now that it, it, it's completely useless. Oh, uh, totally. We don't I, even. I mean, uh, there, there's no reason. We to used have to have to pay to have our movies disemboweled. Well, that's that's right. <laughs> they won, but, but that was won. based there on no the concept that 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 that. Kids couldn't get into a movie if it was rated a certain rating, and therefore you were keeping them from seeing this stuff. Well, then when home video came along, yeah. that completely eliminated the need for yeah. this this whole theatrical experience, which is, as we know, in a very precarious state right, right. now. Right. And, but any kid could go to his mom's or his, his, sure. his neighbor's mom's bedroom and take out a, a disc or something of some movie that's completely inappropriate yeah. uh, and watch it. And at the clubhouse or watch yeah. it at school or watch it on his computer. I mean, there's no way to police that kind of thing and to, to take all the movies and put them in a box yeah. and say, well, you know, they all have to be 
suitable for 12 year olds to see. Well, what does that even mean anymore? You know, the 12 year old of today uh, is not, not the 12 year old when I was. The MPA had nothing to do with protecting the public. It was about protecting the cartel that runs the media. That was what it was. And they was were much and harder, much harder on independent oh, films for than sure. they ever were. It was a disgrace. Hefner, Hefner, not Hugh. Bad, no, he was bad Richard enough. Hefner. To, he was awful. He told my partner that Troma's War was eh, no fucking good. And he used, uh, they're not supposed to comment on, yeah. he used those words, no fucking good. Could I don't think he would tell that to uh, Mr. Uh, Mafia owning uh, the guy who ran Universal. He'd have his legs cut off. Please tell me you put that on the poster. What's that? <laughs> no fucking good MPA, you know, we, attribute the Nobody MPA gives a shit. Nobody oh, cares. I, I, I would have put care. that on the poster. They have no interest. Yeah. I would have put that on they the poster. Yeah, probably yeah. a good idea. Yeah. But we had already made the posters, you know. Yeah. Was, uh, we based the violence in Troma's War, talk about a seminal movie, on Die Hard, which is a great movie. Uh, but yeah. that came out first, so my partner, Michael Hers, looked at, at, at Die Hard. He said Troma's War would get through with no cuts. Uh, they totally disemboweled the movie. They ruined it. So that our fans, when it came to the theaters... Uh, our fans thought that Troma's War was was uh, we were selling out because we're wait where the where the dismemberment where are the bullets where we had we had slapstick where somebody gets punched in the face and they spit out chiclets I mean it was cartoon stuff they cut that out they cut out dead bodies with maggots they bullets <laughs> we, the bullets oh, they cut out the bu strange bullets you know squibs everything they could the they words sewing words up the cheek out. somebody that, that you've got a character sewing up another character's cheek from yes. a wound in the cheek they cut that out they cut everything and then so there was has, and has like there been, was a mel gibson they, movie the next month that had someone sure. sewing has this up been the reconstituted cheek. oh yeah yeah you can get troma's war a director's cut blu-ray all that stuff. and they eventually uh, it filters through word of mouth but uh because we never had any advertising money we just had to go with it and i think we did put stuff back into Troma's War here and there when it played in the theaters, but it got harder and it's getting harder and harder, as you know, to, to get theaters at all for oh. independent movies. They don't want to bother with us. We're one company with a, one movie a year, maybe, or two maximum. So their computer systems and the bookers who book these local areas are not so interested. Uh, even if uh, Shock Corridor was a huge uh, influence on, uh, on uh, my uh, worldview. Uh, is that another one of your... Uh, I would say so. Um, I would say so. Joe has strong feelings about that movie. Yep, I think it's great. It is. It's a masterpiece. And it it got my uh, juices flowing in terms of, 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 I had a grandmother who was very left-wing, and I, I always tried to filter myself a little in that department. But, uh, boy, Shock Corridor takes you all over the map, right? That's, that's when uh, you had a little, and there was life. There was life. Sam mm -hmm. Fuller was a buddy, too. I had good uh, times with him. Oh, really? And, and uh, he loved Troma's War. And uh, oh. I became friendly with him uh, just as he was getting the stroke. So uh, oh. uh, I, uh, I only was with him once where he was like normal and then uh, the stroke. So uh, what's her name? Krista would never yeah. stop talking and Sam couldn't talk. So it became a pretty interesting. Uh, I never shut up either. <laughs> Sam Fuller told me that he bet his house away once. Uh, that he, he, what? He, he said that he, he bet, I think that he bet his Either he, he owned the Formosa and bet it away, or he bet his house away in a card game. Now, oh, his house is uh, currently occupied, or was currently occupied, by Larry uh, uh, Cohen. Mm -hmm. uh, giant. Uh, oh, that was, that was... Uh, uh, Cohen Fuller's said that it was there, Sam yeah. Fuller's house. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, Fuller said... I, I th it was either the Formosa that Fuller owned and gambled away, or... Anyway, he had a lot of color. That's an amazing house. I still have a book he gave me that he thought would make a trauma movie. Yeah. And he drew in it. He drew a little, a very good drawing of kind of a, a GI or something. You know, wow. a soldier. 
Well, give us give us another one, Lloyd. We still have a. Well, um, certainly uh, City Lights, uh, Chaplin. Uh, oh. Again, I would have to talk yeah. about the director, but City Lights. <laughs> you, you may have noticed Toxie's uh, significant other is blind, uh. and pretty much uh, deprivation of the senses is uh, since the Clinton years uh, has been a major, major uh, event in American society. As far as I'm concerned, everybody has to be cool, play the saxophone on uh, MTV, and be cool. Uh, I, I, I'm very much opposed to that whole thing. And uh, <laughs> so I've used the blind thing in almost yeah. every movie. I mean, I had a blind director in Terra Firma. I played the blind director. Uh, uh, before, oh, I think you, mean you before, actually had a blind director. Yeah, I was the blind director in oh, Terra as Firma. As a character. Yeah, as a character. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Woody Allen Woody did Allen. one. Woody Allen did it uh, later on, although his was, in my opinion, head and shoulders above Terra Firma. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got to mention Frankenstein. Yes, Frankenstein, too, is very important. But uh, getting back to the blindness thing, uh, obviously, uh, City Lights with the, yeah, uh, and sure. just the whole pathos. I mean, people talk about uh, Toxie having this uh, humanity, and uh, which may be why it's still around 35 years later with no advertising. Right. Uh, and, and you're correct. Frankenstein, also great humanity. I always wanted Frankenstein to live, and uh, uh, there's no question that uh, that was a huge uh, influence on uh, not just Toxic Avenger, but going back to... Uh, to, uh, Did you see that one at Yale? Yale? I was saying, I imagine you I saw that seen before. It. At Yale? Um, no, I'd seen that as a kid uh, yeah. for the first time. They used to run Zachary. There used to be a character called right. Zachary. Oh, right, yeah. Who'd the, run the these old movies on the late night uh, black and white Channel 11 in New York. Yeah. And uh, we all used to watch them. And then the next day we'd come back to sixth grade. Oh, did you see uh, Bride of Frankenstein? And we had a kid named Hafer who actually made his own uh, Magazine, Eek Magazine, uh, you know, mimeograph, mimeograph thing where you crank. Fanzines. Speaking oh, of cranking. Yes. Yeah, fanzine, exactly. Yeah, sixth grade, based on these black and white Universal movies right. or whatever they were that they were showing. Oh, yeah, Frankenstein. Is, it's just amazing. And 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 uh, what's his name? Jay, uh, 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 the guy who uh, directed... Uh, uh, James Whale. James Whale. Whale, yeah. Uh, the one about the uh, the weekend, the, the something dinner party. The, oh, Remember the Night. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, it Remember last night. Uh, his it. movies and are everybody's drunk. Witty. It's, yeah. There's oh, yeah. clever, uh, very interesting. I don't know that one. That's a terrific movie. Yeah. Okay. I it's, a mur it's a murder. It's a murder yeah. mystery with all these rich people. And, and they're it, partying and they're, <laughs> they're at one point they're all drunk and they they shoot a cannon at a, at a boat that's like way out in the and, and we're supposed to like them, uh, and oh, then no. of course one of them is, is killed and then the cops come and everything. There's a lot of great camera work in it. Yeah, Whale was pretty. Uh, oh, and, yeah. and Frankenstein had both the wit and the uh, humanity, and uh, his stuff gets better uh, later on. I think yeah. so that was a big yeah. deal for me, for sure. I sure. mean, Toxic yeah. Avenger right. clearly has got a lot of Frankenstein. I always wanted the monster to live. That right. was the whole. We we switched to horror because we were uh, squeeze play waitress stuck on you. We did four or five of the raunchy comedies before Porky's, and uh, we were doing great. And then the majors started making similar stuff, except. Uh, they were using good scripts and good acting. So that's when we decided. We'd <laughs> How dare they? Well, yeah, exactly. And Michael Hers decided we'd move to a different uh, area. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, so I gave him the Toxic Avenger, yeah. of course. <laughs> the rest <laughs> is history. No, no. The first time we took it to the Cannes Film Festival, nothing. And we had posters and uh, we had big billboards on the doors of the Carlton and and uh, not one. Uh, one sale, France. That was it. Yeah. And uh, nothing. Nothing. And uh, it was hated, actually. I think uh, Ebert saw it and didn't care for it. And, uh, but the next year, uh, uh, Jackie Raynal, who was a Warhol, I met her during the Warhol. I used to go down to Warhol, and, and he, clearly he was a big influence. 
but uh, it was more the 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 Brechtian part of Warhol that got me, where the, someone's f- filming and will suddenly look at the camera and Andy, I want lunch, you know that sort of stuff. Right, right. I, I do a lot of that in our movies, and I got criticized heavily for it for years until Deadpool and th- those guys said that uh, they uh, were big Toxic Avenger oh, fans. Oh, really? Oh, that's wonderful. For part of that reason, uh, you know, the bre- breaking the fourth wall. Right. So um, I'd have to say so Warhol, Brecht, but, but I met uh, I met Jackie. <laughs> well, uh, maybe who yeah. knows? So this may be the classiest episode we've had. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mentioned Chinese and, studies and the least classy all at the same time. That's well, the amazing Taoism. Uh, the one takeaway for me from uh, uh, my Chinese studies was yeah. Taoism, the yin and yang. You know, where you can't sure. have good and evil with the, you, you can't have one without the other. Good and right. bad, intellectual, non-intellectual. I mean, look at Shakespeare. Yeah. Look at the words he invented. Right. In and fact, it, when you were writing lyrics for Shakespeare, hashtag Shakespeare's Shitstorm, you were channeling Cole Porter. Oh, for sure. A, yeah, I, a fellow I, Yale alum. That's true. You're right. He wrote the uh, Bulldog, Bulldog. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I used uh, you, you know, brush up your Shakespeare is in uh, Kiss Me Kate. Kate. And I use a, uh, uh, I use the, uh, a kick in the Uranus. Um, Coriolanus, well, a kick in the Uranus. I use that uh, uh, rhyme. We are we are recording on the day of the movie. But I credited in the movie. I I, yes. I talk to the camera and I say, "Look, uh, Cole Porter in Tromaville." My fans have no idea who Cole Porter is. But maybe, they might know the Night Porter. But maybe you're pointing them towards you know, exactly. A, yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's, and they, that's they, why they we do this show. It. They have, the fans have have discovered Sam Fuller. They never heard of him. Yeah. And, and uh, they 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 watch a Bamboo Curtain or something. Oh, that's like, wonderful. Wow, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's actually. We good own movie. a Sam Fuller movie called Shark. And you have I, Shark, the yeah, Bob Reynolds. Yes. And the, unfortunately, the compromised it, 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 well, it was, uh, we tried to, films to own. <laughs> when Stan was, al- when uh, Sam was alive, we tried to find the, the outtakes because he oh, said wow. he could put it back together. Uh, and uh, it looks like uh, Sandy, whatever his name is, uh, uh, you would know him. The name. Oh, I know the guy. I, 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 mm. uh, he, uh, whoever was involved. Sandy uh, Howard. Yes. Apparently they uh, may have lost it or thrown it away or something. Pity, uh, but you can still see there's a fight scene where he shoots through latest. You can see it's it, there's Fuller in there, but unfortunately, could have been really good. Uh, and there's no shark, really. There's only there was a shark who ate a stuntman uh, making that movie, but uh, which real? is in the yeah, for wow. real, yeah, yeah and uh, it's in the film. And I think that at the, the producer, it's not in the film. Yeah, they don't show a stuntman being eaten. You no, you they? see some of that. You do see some of it. Oh Why God. waste the footage? No, you see some of it. It's uh, like Roar with sharks. Yeah, yeah there was, a, there was a, a the, Nature's uh, movie where some guy fell off a building, and they used it in the movie. Uh, yeah. Hey, Rupert Murdoch used the guy jumping off the World Trade Center. Not only did he use the shot in the New York Post, but they actually oh. showed you. What you might see if you were to jump off the World Trade yes. Center? How fucking sick is that? That's, yeah, I, I wrote an the, essay um, about uh, uh, the American that, media. Uh, that Showtime uh, show about Rupert Murdoch is, or, or about Roger Ailes. Yes, actually, uh, our daughter good. worked on that. It's oh really, no, our daughter worked on the documentary. Yeah, about she Ailes. did the documentary. She got a nominated for an Emmy. She, she was a just producer. Got, yeah, she as one of the producers. She played the nominated. mute child in uh, Terra Firma. Speaking of derivation, uh, deprivation of the senses. That was a big theme of uh, Terror Firmer. Yeah. Bad title, good movie. I've, uh, John Avelson told me, don't use that title. You, every, my partner, my wife. I thought Terra Firma. I thought, terra, I thought, terra terra. Firma, no, I, I thought it would be great. It's a terrible title. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a yeah, big mistake. We're in the majority, but he no, you're right. his own way. It's his movie. Yeah. He's dumb. 
But um, it's coming. It's uh, just suddenly made a profit. Literally, 20 years later, we went to profit. Anything is possible. The Blu-rays exactly. of Terra Firma are going, it's, you know, because of, mainly because of the angry video game nerd who has uh, discovered Troma a while back and put me on his show. And uh, I got, uh, Troma got a lot of people from that. What? Especially for Terra Firma. That will not happen from this. No, no, I, so. oh, I think gonna, the numbers are going to jump tomorrow. Yeah, um, be a little yes. Uncle Lloyd, I'm excited. Uncle Lloyd, well, gonna... this isn't coming out tomorrow, so oh, there won't well. be us. <laughs> the problem with us is our shelf life is uh, indeterminate. Because I was going to say we we are we're recording this the day of the Mueller hearings. I know if Joe doesn't get back to them soon, he's going to get very cranky. Can we do one more movie? Sure, we, uh... sure. I would have to say that Stan Brackage. Oh, a big wow. big influence. Really? Okay. The art of vision. Uh, yeah. The fact that you can do anything. And you can eat and have a roof over your head and be invited to Yale University by idiots like Lloyd Kaufman and Robert Edelstein. <laughs> uh, I interviewed Brackage on the Yale. Ra- I, 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 they call it healing. That's what they would call the people trying out for uh, organizations at Yale. Healing like a dog. Uh-huh. And we idiots didn't. Just the word today, I wouldn't do it. But I went out for the radio station and I interviewed Stan Brackage, Lillian Gish, uh, and uh, Montgomery Clift. And, uh, and I got kicked off because they said I was a wise guy. I was the only one of the healers that didn't make it. But Brackage, I asked him one question, and he spoke for an hour, and that was the show. <laughs> and the people were calling up the radio station. They were pissed off. They wanted to hear the Supremes, you know. They hadn't got, you couldn't find the you couldn't. You know, Brackage was on every radio station, but the Supremes, you had to go to the Yale radio station to see that. So uh, anyway, he was great. And we showed the Art of Vision. And uh, and uh, just the idea of, of, of uh, filming your wife giving birth and and uh, I, you wouldn't let me put it up online, but uh, I did. <laughs> Imagine that. I had a Funny how. That was God. the beginning of my censoring. Of and, and the idea yeah. that, you know, when when when, uh, you know, to, I'm sure we've all had getting your movies projected upside down or the 85 mats not in or whatever. Uh and uh, we've had it at Cannes. We've had the reels out of order. Oh, wow. And and uh, somebody asked him a question. You know, it was a four-hour movie, The Art of Vision, even though we also had these smaller pieces of it. Uh, but he said, look, you blink. If you blink, you're going to miss something. So if you have to go to the bathroom, <laughs> go to the bathroom. And I, I, I really, that every time I would get in the, you know, I'd get in the theater where the projectionist was screwing up, uh, I'd, I'd think about that. Uh, look, it's Okay. And uh, anyway, Brackage, amazing. And we kept in touch pretty much. And he's in Cannibal the Musical. He was the only professor. (laughs) Seriously? Yes. He was the only professor that gave Trey Parker and Matt Stone any encouragement when they were doing, uh, when they were trying to make Cannibal the Musical whilst they were students uh, at the university. And in Colorado. Colorado. He's the only one. And uh, we we helped him finish Cannibal the Musical. And uh, Brackage thing, I think the fact he was in it. uh, But no, we loved that film when it was in its work print. Yeah, yeah. They came to us first with the Cannibal the Musical. They were Troma fans, and we had no money, so we said, "Why don't you go get the big money from Joe Dante?" You, you know, I don't think you had been no, born yet. No, no. But um, <laughs> uh, and they went around. They tried, and uh, we came back. We were the first stop on the train and the last stop on the train. Wow. And they still uh, seem to be pretty nice. Yeah, they, 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 they they're quite appreciated. They're eking out they've a done living. pretty well for them. <laughs> yeah, and they seem um, to be very friendly to us. They've been. They put me in uh, Orgasmo, and uh, yeah. um, they gave us an exclusive interview with, with the New York Times. We were the only one other than New York Times for my uh, book. One of my books. Uh, they had me, the Paramount people were, didn't want me there, and they said, "Look, this is Lloyd Coffin from Troma. And the New York Times was there at the same time. <laughs> they let us on to the set of the Marionette movie, uh, Team America. Wow. Yeah, they were very good people. Yeah, no, they're, they're nice, very cool, and, and geniuses. Still working hard. Satire. They, 
you know, they, they, in my opinion, they responsible for American satire having a few a huge renaissance. Uh, yeah. yeah we have a song in uh, hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm called Renaissance in my underpants, <laughs> which, uh, um, uh, what's her name sings? Uh, Miranda. 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 Uh, Shakespeare had songs, so we, we always put songs in. When we are doing Shakespeare, we put in I think Shakespeare's shitstorm is, is more true to Shakespeare's spirit at his time than any other version. I agree that's with been you. Done. I agree. Although the Derek Jarman one is pretty, pretty interesting. Well, I'm a big fan of Richard, the Ian McKellen, Richard III myself. Oh, that's a great I love Richard that one. III. Yeah. Um, well, people he's are saying you kind of like, he's a naughty. He's very naughty. naughty. Uh, people are saying I've done an amazing job of keeping this one on topic, Joe. People are saying. <laughs> what topic was that? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. Um, well, Lloyd, don't forget Takashi Miike, who is. Oh, okay. You see, well, let's, most we'll, we'll of the ones who influence, yes. uh, who influence Uncle Lloyd, yeah. uh, because I'm old, are from the old days. Yeah. But Miike, Takashi Miike, when I was uh, wanting to do a musical. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody hates musicals. And uh, movies are, uh, have a small enough audience. But I saw the happiness of the happiness of the categories where yes. you have some singing and dancing yeah. and suicide and all things that they go are, together on my yeah. mind. <laughs> well, you, we all He's have phenomenal. that issue, oh, uh, and that gave me the courage to make Poultry Guys Night of the oh, Chicken really? Dead okay. into a musical. So there's uh, a, a line from and that all too. of Mike's movies are just amazing. He's fascinating. I I can't. I've only seen about forty three of all three hundred of yeah. his movies, <laughs> so all... I can't. Completely right. safer, certain. I agree. I got to do, it was wonderful, but frustrating. I got to do a Q&A with him about a year and a half ago at the uh, Cinematheque. And um, wow. it was great, except that uh, uh, it, there was a translator. We only had about 25 minutes. And so my con yeah. my questions had to be translated. Then his answers had to That's be right. translated. And his yeah. answers were very long and very thoughtful. And I think I got about two questions in. But it was kind of, no, and it was for great. happiness of the categories, which... He was a huge drummer fan in the 80s oh, I'm sure, when yeah. uh, we first started. Uh, in fact, we filmed in Japan. He was on our set and hanging out. I can definitely. Kid. You like look at movies kid. like Fudo. And we made Toxie yeah, uh, 2 in uh, in Tokyo, and he was a big, big, wow. big drummer fan. And, but meanwhile, I'm in awe of his. Yeah. I mean, every film. I mean, he did a samurai movie. There's no fighting. It was a TV movie, and I don't remember the name of it. Fascinating. It's oh. absolutely engaging. You, you don't want to stop. It's yeah. just... And there's not, there's no violence. No, and it's a really? samurai period. Thing. He shot it over a weekend. And <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, well, Lloyd Kaufman, thank you um, so very, very, very much uh, oh, for coming you. in. And thank you for bringing, the, I'm holding this up like we're on camera. <laughs> well, you never know uh, this uh, day and age. With thanks for bringing the commish. <laughs> yeah. Retired. Uh, Pat, Happy. thank you for uh, for joining us. Thank it's, you. Uh, lovely Fun to, have to you. sit and listen to you guys. It's, You're very uh, entertaining. <laughs> Well, thank we you. try, but but thanks so much. And um, uh, uh, Shakespeare's shitstorm. Hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm. Hashtag, hashtag is part of the uh, Shakespeare's title. shitstorm. You can well, go to the hashtag and you'll see some uh, a huge selection of uh, photos taken by the, the people on set. And when's that coming out? <laughs> like we're a real studio. <laughs> Whenever I can blow somebody, you know, we. we <laughs> You know, Lemley out here is very nice. They're great. <laughs> they they love movies, but uh, and back in New York, we have to like they want us. They want us. I've been doing this for fifty years. The theaters now want us to pay to put our theater to put our movies in the theater. We're supposed to pay, yes. and then they can steal from the uh, ticket sales. And we have to advertise. So it's pretty uh, very hard now to get. Uh, that's why we so have. I, that's why we have streaming. Yes. What's that? That's why we have streaming. Well, I know, but uh, again, our fans like to see our movies on a big screen, and we have so many uh, 
background things stick in the back. You really miss it. Uh, there's so much of our movies that uh, we lovingly put in yeah. that you miss on the smaller screen, which is, uh, so we, we, we basically do festivals and maybe a hundred. If I direct a movie, maybe we can get a hundred, maximum 200. It goes down every time I make a movie. Screens. The number of screens, yeah. Well, now that you've done our show, that will change. Yeah, Yeah. that's going to be a big deal. Yeah, Yeah, I think the the people out there are going to be really interested in Mizuguchi. I think that's going to open a lot of doors. A lot of doors, yeah. I think we have a feeling Showtime's going to want to play hashtag Shakespeare's We'll be we'll be looking out for it, and well, thank, you, uh, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your schedule. Well, come, thank you, Josh. And come swing Joe with us. Thanks, really appreciate it. And congratulations on uh, Trailers from Hell. Oh. It's really interesting and fun and uh, and educational. I would think young people would really uh, enjoy it and get it, it, you know get into other worlds from that. The idea, yeah, it's it's terrific. Pictures. It's terrific. Well, congratulations and thank you, and thank you, Don. Thank you, thank you, Commission. Our show is recorded in beautiful downtown London. The official podcast of Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.